Hey there, sports fans. I'm Josh Conway. Welcome to The Scorecard, your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday, July 7. Today, a sticky situation and some suns step out into the spotlights. But first, let's get straight into what happened in rowdy Leeds and in the opening day of the third Ashes Test at Headingley. Our own cricket tragic Sam Ferris has the latest. Thanks, Josh. All the talking was finally over. Thankfully, as the third Ashes test began at Headingley, with England winning the toss and electing to bowl, and Australia making three changes. Out went Nathan Lyon, Josh Hazelwood and Cameron Green with a slight hamstring strain. And in came Todd Murphy, Scott Boland and Mitch Marsh, who was returning after four years. And what a return it was. Marsh hit a brutal century and took a key wicket late in the day to leave the match in the balance at stumps. But it could have been much different had England held on to their chances. After Stuart Broad removed David Warner in the first over and the 16th time in his career, Mark Wood was electric, regularly reaching speeds of 150 kilometres per hour and ripping through Usman Khawaja. Yeah! He's had the pace, he's found the length, and he's found Khawaja's leg stunt brilliant from Wood. Marnus Labuschagne and Steve Smith made 21 and 22 respectively on a pitch that was fast and lively, thank goodness. And Marsh should have been out for 12, but was dropped by Joe Root at second slip. He took that chance and then ran with it. He smashed and bashed England's bowlers to all parts, clubbing 17 fours and four sixes to reach his third test century in just 102 balls. In 2019, he said, most Australians hate me. In 2023, every Australian is absolutely loving him. What a century. Australia in strife, and he's come to the rescue as Mitch Marsh. But when he was out for 118, Australia lost 6 for 23, despite more drop catches by Root and Johnny Bairstow, as Wood cleaned up the tail to finish with five wickets, and Australia all out for 263. The wickets didn't stop there, though. Pat Cummins picked up Ben Duckett and Harry Brook in the space of six balls. Then it was a lovely marsh delivery that dismissed Zach Crawley. Come, first slip. David Warner it is. And Mitch Marsh, who is having an excellent day here at Headingley, has picked up Zach Crawley. So it stumps England are three for 68 trialling Australia by 195 runs with plenty more fireworks to come on day two. So stay tuned to Willow Talk for daily Ashes updates on the Listener app. Thanks, Sam. A weekend of cricket in prime time ahead. Bring it on and day two later tonight. Now to league and unfortunately it still matters off-field that are dominating NRL headlines thanks to this media blackout and pay dispute. We've got our first taste of what it's like not to be able to listen to players before, during and after games last night in the Tigers and Sharks clash at Combank Stadium, and it sure was a little different. This will, of course, continue for at least the near future, thanks to the paywall between the Players Association and the top office, including next week's Game 3 of Origin. Not that it's a huge concern to Queensland coach Billy Slater. I haven't got a reaction to it. It doesn't affect me. So right now I'm the Queensland State of Origin coach, and uh, we're in preparation for Game 3. Um... Yeah, that's where our attention is, and I think that's where a lot of attention should be. To be fair, holding a 2-0 series lead and being on the verge of handing your arch rivals a first clean sweep in 13 years will do that to you. Canberra coach Ricky Stewart was the first club coach yesterday to speak on the saga, 
ahead of tonight's clash against the embattled Dragons. And it's fair to say Sticky wasn't happy accusing the Players Association of exploiting the very people they're representing. I feel sorry for the players because I believe that if you spoke to 95% of the players, they wouldn't even know why they're not allowed to talk to the media. Um, I think they're being used and it's wrong. Never one to mince his words, Ricky. Passionate. On field, Ricky's Raiders are sitting pretty in fifth, which is more than can be said of St George, who are having a horror season on and off the pitch. Captain Ben Hunt, who, by the way, we still don't know what his future looks like despite weeks of talk. He won't be out there tonight due to being inside Maroon's origin camp. It's one of a handful of changes, which includes an NRL debut to 27-year-old Dan Russell. 27! Interim coach Ryan Carr says it's quite the story. Multiple times he could have quit all the way throughout his career and he hasn't. He's kept at it and yeah, I'm super happy for him and proud for him. And just looking ahead to the weekend, tomorrow's Eels-Warriors clash looks like a beauty in Sydney while the round finishes with an all-Queensland battle between the Titans and Dolphins. (laughs) Speaking of the booze, a nice couple of stories in the AFL. Tomorrow night, Taj Woden will pull on the Melbourne jumper for the first time. 23 years after Dad Shane won the Brownlow at the D's. Well, Roden left to kick it off the ground, and he does, and he does it magnificently. While at North Melbourne, the Harvey name will be back on the team sheet with Cooper, son of games record holder Brent, to debut against the Cats on Sunday. The Kangas let Brent, who still works at the club part-time, to break the news to his youngster. Go do what you do. Like I didn't have to do that in front of the boys, I started tearing up a little bit. Awesome stuff there, thanks to the North media team. Last night, we saw Buddy Franklin's potential MCG swan song. The champion goal kicker has kept things low-key if this really is his last game at the home of footy, as expected. A bit different to the approach former Collingwood and Carlton star Dale Thomas took to wind up his career. That's the difference in blokes. So I went to Carlton and said, right, how can we make this all about me? I got chaired off from two trainings, Tuesday, Thursday. I chaired off from my last game at the MCG and then got chaired to a limousine out of GMHBA. Remember, you can keep up to date with all the weekend's action right here on the Listener app with new eps of AFL and NRL footy talk dropping right here on Saturday and Sunday. Tonight on field, the first Marvel Stadium crowd of over 50,000 since 2012 is expected when the Bulldogs host the high-flying pies. You know, it is our home game and, and there'll be a pretty decent crowd. I mean, the, our supporters have been sensational this year and there's no doubt that uh, any gaps will be filled by the black and white. Dogs coach Luke Beveridge there, whose side will welcome back Ed Richards from a hammy, while Jordan DeGoey is a welcome inclusion for Craig McRae's men. Former pie Heath Shaw telling Footy Talk it's a big in. Having a couple of weeks off, isn't a bad thing. He's got a run of it now, what is it, six or seven games left. He'll be humming, leading into finals, fresh legs, and he was in unbelievable form before that. Elsewhere this weekend, tomorrow night's clash between the Saints and Melbourne promises to be a good one, while on Sunday the Bombers host the Crows. Adelaide spearhead Taylor Walker offering this cryptic message on whether he'll extend his career next season. No, we'll hopefully sort something out soon. Currently leading the Coleman medal, we don't think the big Texan will have any issues signing a new deal. And finally, a couple of quick shout-outs to round out our week. The Super Netball Grand Final takes place tomorrow night with the Adelaide Thunderbirds hosting the New South Wales Swifts in Melbourne. The Swifts have drawn and lost by a combined margin of just five points across their three clashes against the T-Birds this year. Should be a cracker. While congrats to Jai Hindley, who became the first Aussie since 2015 to lead the Tour de France early yesterday morning. Aussies dominating on the world stage. You've got to love it. And that's all we have for you on the scorecard for yet another week. We'll catch you again on Monday. Listener.